You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. The show is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Should also remind everyone that tomorrow's Lotto Max Jackpot is an estimated $16 million. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to text the word MAX and your name to 105050. Many times people just do one or the other. You got to do both. Text Max and your name to 105050 for your chance to win $100 in Lotto Max tickets with Encore. Standard message rates apply to all entries. Lotto Max, dream to the max. Uh, before we get into stardom, sit'em, cut'em, uh, we were talking yesterday about some NBA prop bets because there's some good games last night. Uh, Atlanta beat Dallas 131. 122. Atlanta's getting hot. Fourth straight wins for them. They're now over 500, 23 and 22. That hurts you as a Raptors fan because Atlanta was one of those teams you were hoping to catch. And Luka Doncic scored 30 points, but had just three in the fourth quarter. Good for Atlanta's defense. Meanwhile, speaking to teams that are hot right now, the Memphis Grizzlies won their 11th straight game. They beat Cleveland 115-114. And the Raptor connection there, Desmond Bain scored 25 points. Desmond Bain was selected one pick after Malachi Flynn. Finally, LeBron James had 32 points. The Lakers lost to Sacramento. The other four starters for L.A. scored 20. The Lakers have dropped four of five with their last three losses coming by a combined total of 10 points. And finally, um, I said take the under for Jokic for points, assists, and rebounds. I would have been right if the over-under for that was uh, 56. 31 points, 13 assists, 11 rebounds. Jokic is now the all-time Denver Nuggets leader not in points, not in rebounds, in assists. I'd like to know how many NBA teams out there is a center, the all-time franchise leader in assists. Incredible. Again, Denver wins. All right, we do it each and every Thursday. It is time now for the sports version of F. Mary Kills. Time now for Start em, Sit em, Cut em. Today we're going to have you play a fun little game called Mary Kill. Oh, wow. For this game, we'll show you pictures of three people, and you have to decide which one you want to have sex with, which you'd marry, and which one you'd kill. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. All right, producer Josh, what do we got? Another edition, and this one is pretty spicy to start off, All right. Matt. All right. Friend of the show and friend of the station, Jonas Siegel of The Athletic, mm. has compiled the top ten names for his Maple Leafs draft board. As Toronto may be in the market for a prominent forward around the NHL, of his top three, Bo Horvat, Ryan O'Reilly, or Travis Konechny, as a fit, who are you starting, sitting, or cutting? I am cutting Travis Konechny. I am sitting Bo Horvat, and if I get him healthy, I am starting... I'm starting uh, Ryan O'Reilly. It's not that long ago we saw what he did at the highest level uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, th- this team has more than enough scoring, but you put him on, and if you, like if you put him, if, if he's your third center, 
Are you kidding me? If he's your second center and then you like you move Tavares to the wing, my God, that's ridiculous. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly, he's the guy I'm starting. The veteran leadership stands out. Yeah. Cup winner. Yeah. Captain. Captain. There's so many aspects that go into it. Hell yeah. I'm going to read one more, then I'll send it over to Adham. Uh-huh. Steven Stamkos potted his 500th goal of his career. Yeah. 47th player in NHL history to reach milestone. 23rd player to do it with a single franchise. Joins Crosby. Ovechkin is the only active players with 500 goals. So start him, sit him, cut him of his significant milestones. Yeah. The 500 goal mark. Mm-hmm. First Lightning player to achieve 1,000 points. Or being on the short list of players to score 60 goals in one season. So, yeah. 500 goals, 1,000 points with the Lightning, or 60 goals in one season? I, um, because not many people that have scored 60 goals in a year. I can just start 500th goal because it speaks not only to your talent and skill, but also just as ironically your ability to keep playing games because he's had a bunch of injuries. It's even more remarkable he's at 500 goals um, considering some of the injuries that have cut short his career. I'm going to sit the short list of 60 goals in a season. I'm going to cut first lightning play with a thousand points or more. I'm sorry, Tampa, but if you are if you're a hockey team in a city that can't naturally create ice, we don't care about your history as much. Before I send it to Adam, how many years will it take after he's retired to make mm. it into the Hall of Fame? First. First wow. ballot. First ballot? First ballot. Year after. At, oh! He's not getting in his first year? Oh my God, we're going to be talking about that the next day. No, what do you think? I think first ballot. I yeah? think that the okay. moment he is a, he is there, he's not going to be waiting because okay. he's still going to pile up some more points. That's he's an got illustrious some, career right there. Yeah, he's, he's won two cups. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna. Yeah, I, I got him winning, uh, uh, winning, getting his first year. All yeah. right, Adam. Adam, what do you got? All right, I'm gonna give you one that's not really sports. Uh, sports starts to cut up, okay. uh, but right up your alley, All nonetheless. Right. So the NBA is in Paris today, the city of love, as oh. the Chicago Bulls take on the Detroit Pistons. May we? And we all know you're a wine connoisseur. Hell yeah. And you're also a foodie. So yes. which of these French pastries are you starting to cut them between the croissant, the éclair, and the macarons? Okay, the macaron I'm cutting immediately. I hate macarons. Oh, they're disgusting. And they're like dry and stuff. Ugh. Okay, so it's between the croissant and the éclair. The negative against the croissant is, man, is that messy. You cannot eat a croissant without getting croissant flakes all over the place. But I'm going to start. I'm starting the croissant. I'm going to sit the eclair because the croissant is, I think, just maybe almost in the same taste level as the eclair. But you can do a lot more with the croissant. So I'm going to start the croissant. And have you noticed crepes weren't on Adam's list? Good, good. By the way, I was worried that you were going to do Bordeaux versus Burgundy. The hardest question in the wine world. It's like Gretzky versus Lemieux. LeBron versus Jordan. I'm thank God I didn't have to answer that. See, I'm not a wine expert as yourself. Uh, I don't want to embarrass myself with a wine question and then it looks bad on myself. Just yeah. mispronounces all the yeah, names. Yeah, so I'm, I, st- I, st- I stayed away from the wine state clear. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, obviously the croissant, you have the yeah. variety. You want to savor, oh, yeah. you want to sweet. Almond croissant, it. chocolate croissant, the sure. normal croissant. By the way, have you ever noticed you eat a lot more chocolate croissants when you're on vacation? <laughs> like, I find, I will go, see, you, you guys agree, this is so true. You can go seven months without a chocolate croissant, but the moment you're on vacation, you're like, ah, oh, chocolate croissant, I don't mind if I do. So, like, you're, you're, you're slumped back, you don't want to leave your room, Yeah. room service is coming Boom. up, and all of a sudden, I ordered orange juice, 
and a toast, why is there a chocolate croissant with it? Yeah. All the time. Ah, it's the best. I didn't ask for this, but I'm not complaining. Apparently, the calf ones are elite, uh, as I've heard. Oh, yeah. No, no, they're yeah. good there. Also, another key, because we're going to stay here for a while. We'll go back to sports. Little, little tip out there, everyone. Do not throw the chocolate croissant in the microwave for no, more, for more than 11 seconds. You throw it in for 20 and you take a bite, guess what's happening? You're getting a second-degree chocolatey burn. It is delicious, it is tasty, and it's painful. No more than 11 seconds in the microwave. We talk about versatility, and croissants are so versatile. Yeah. What a photo of uh, the Bulls and the Pistons in Paris. Yeah. Right in front of the Who cares about that? Get Bulls and the Pistons Come in on. Paris. It, it's nice my, to see. My God. It's like France gave America a Statue of Liberty. We're giving them Dwayne Casey <laughs> and no Cade Cunningham. Enjoy. Pistons money line. You got to love it. Let's, <laughs> let's go global. Let's go global again. All right. NFL. Mm-hmm. Returning to the UK and Germany next season. Yeah. And we had to do some digging along this. Mm-hmm. Countries with the most fans outside the U.S., Mexico, Brazil, Canada. Mexico had it. There's no games there due to some stadium renovation. So I'm going to change it up. Yeah. Stardom, sit them, cut them. Where should the NFL Global Series, mm. similar to the NBA's, yeah. go next? Mm-hmm. Brazil? Yep. Trek over to Asia and South Korea, or come back north up to Canada. Maybe another Rogers Center appearance. I'm cutting Canada immediately, and I could not cut that one faster. The atmosphere for those games were horrible. Shame on Rogers! Like when they did that, when they gave that initial press conference, all the Rogers people they all looked like Scrooge McDuck and Mr. Burns holding up bags of money with the money sign on it. They're like, oh, stupid Torontonians will pay any amount of money for a Bears. Bill's game is like, no, we wouldn't. The tailgate sucked. There's nothing worse. Hair, here's a $14 Coors Light on concrete. Ugh. I am cutting Canada. I love my nation, but I'm cutting them from this. I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit. I'm going to start South Korea. I'm going to say just something never seen before. Yeah, let's let's get an NFL game in South Korea just because, and let's somehow get Gronk there and get Gronk to wander north a little bit just on a slow news day for CNN. <laughs> this was a report um, from the Global Web Index. They uh-huh. asked how many people describe themselves as NFL fans, and yeah. South Korea is fifth on the list really? with 7.72 million. Canada with 7. 7.21 million. Yep. And then this list, I don't get it. Countries with the most fans outside of the U.S., they have U.S. number one. Yeah. So that's natural. take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Adham, over to you. All right. I, I want to go back to the NBA. It's been full of parody, full of surprise results. Good. It's been, it's been crazy. To be it's one of the best NBA seasons in a long time. I agree. And halfway through the seasons, this one out from, so you're starting the most shocking. Most out shocking. Of, out of those three. Most okay? shocking. So you have okay. the Denver Nuggets being in first place in the West. Yep. The Sacramento Kings being in third place in the West. Or our beloved Raptors being four games under 500 at this point of the season. I think they're five games under. F- uh, I think they're four. I think they're whatever. Games. Four games under 500. Um, what is the most shocking? So you're starting the most shocking, yeah. and then you're cutting the least. Shocking. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the least. Sh- oh God, this is a good one. The most shocking. I think it's the Raptors. Four games, five games oh. under under five hundred, just because they were universally seen as that team that could scare the East. Their over under was forty six and a half wins. So I say that's the most shocking. I'm going to Sacramento in third is still semi shocking, but that team has a lot of offensive talent. 
And then uh, I'm going to cut Denver in first. You know, with Jamal Murray back and healthy, and Jokic is the MVP, and stars carry teams. I think it's the least shocking that Denver's in first. Yeah, I mean, Jokic doing what he's doing, I mean, what a man. I mean, like... He's, he's give, MVP. He's he gives, MVP. He gives unathletic people hope that they can be the great at uh, anything, because he looks like... He doesn't look like a guy that would be a three-time MVP. He doesn't look like a guy that would dominate the league, but he just does it in his own way, and it's amazing. And, yeah, I, I, I would go with the Kings. I mean... It, the West was supposed to be a tough like conference, a and mm-hmm. them being in third place and winning, you know, in a fun way, you know, they're playing fun basketball, offensive basketball, they're a joy to watch, and the whole light the beam thing, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going Kings Kings uh, as my start. I'm, go- I'm cutting the, the Nuggets like you, and I'm sitting the Raptors. Yeah. Now, how dare you? Um, only the host gets to start sitting cut. <laughs> Look at you cutting the line and actually giving your... <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, the one thing... It does go to the debate, though, about athleticism. Because for us, athleticism, and I get it, it's running, it's jumping, and it's strength. Jokic has the strength. He doesn't have the running or the jumping. But then if we do footwork, if we do hand-eye coordination, um, if we considered vision to be athleticism, then then Jokic would be there. But it's, I, I guess it's kind of how we view athleticism. And now we've gone on so long that the stardom, sit him, cut him music uh, has, has, uh, has ended. Well, I have one more for you here, Matt. It's okay that right. the music has gone. But yeah. NFL has mm-hmm. named its captains for the 2023 Pro Bowl. Oh, this is huge. AFC, right. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. NFC, Pete Davidson. Oh. So earlier, behind the scenes, I asked you, your favorite actors and actresses. You said mm-hmm. Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, and Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Start, sit, cut for the captain of a Pro Bowl game. Mm-hmm. Who would you pick? Okay, so yeah, Meryl Streep, Hanks, and Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay, um, first off, Snoop Dogg, can you can you take can you give something to someone else? He's he's everywhere. Like I think he's been the Grand Marshal of the NHL All Star Game. Like he's everywhere. Same thing with college football. This man will pop up at a random Rose Bowl. Also, Pete Davidson doesn't really have as much talent. Like. How is this guy this famous? He's like skinny Kardashian. This guy is, his fame level versus his talent level are way out of whack. Way out of whack. I mean, he's good on the on the pre-produced videos and, and um, rap parodies that when he was on SNL. Anyway, um, I'm going to start Tom Hanks. you got to start Tom Hanks. Great football player. Um, great baseball coach. Tom Hanks gets the start. I'm going to sit Meryl Streep because she can actually pretend like she cares about the Pro Bowl because she can act her way out of it. And I'm going to cut Daniel Day-Lewis because I think that guy is a little too intense, gets a little too much into it. In fact, I could see Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, demanding the players actually try hard. You know, I, and I want to do some of my Daniel Day-Lewis impersonations. But, Josh, you haven't seen – have you ever seen a Daniel Day-Lewis movie? I'm not sure. Oh, God, get off the mic. Get off the mic, both of you, right now. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I, 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 oh, Lincoln. Lincoln. You saw Lincoln? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Are you okay. disappointed? No, me? no. Okay. You saw, you saw and he was, he, he was great in that movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I saw, I'm starting Hanks. I'm sitting Meryl Streep, and I'm cutting Daniel Day-Lewis, who would take it too seriously. Okay. But I would take any of them over Pete Davidson. Good job by you. Coming up on the other side, we preview Sunday's NFL games. I'm going to give you my pick. Josh is going to give you his prop, and it probably has nothing to do with the number of over-under, number of Academy Award wins combined 
for Meryl Streep and Daniel Day-Lewis. So we will do that on the other side. But first, traffic. Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. By the way, on this day in 2002, it was the tuck rule game. The AFC Divisional Playoff game between the Patriots and the Raiders. Massive snowstorm. 13-10. Raiders were leading. Brady, sacked by Charles Woodson, fumbles the ball. Should have been the Raiders, but then, nope. Incomplete Patriots would go on uh, a crazy. T- t- I mean, we can talk about the tuck rule all we want. There was a hell of a touchdown drive by the Patriots to get it to win 16 13. That was in 2002. I'm afraid to ask producer Josh how old were, and that would be when the Patriots would go on and win their first Super Bowl. Um, Wait a minute, was that 2002? I think we got the date wrong. Because 2002, they won their first Super Bowl. Um, oh, yeah, because it will be the 2001 season. Anyway, how old were you with the tuck roll game there, Josh? I have to admit this on air. Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is this is rough. Yeah. I wasn't even born. Yet. Oh, my God. You weren't even born in the tuck roll game. January I remember, 19th, 2002. I was born April 17th, 2002. I remember exactly I no where sights. I was. Oh, my God, for that game. All right, moving on from that. By the way, a reminder, tonight it is the Raptors and Minnesota Timberwolves, a game you can listen to right here on TSN 1050. But let's get back to football. It's time for our second edition of NFL Pick and Prop. Game Plays 2023 NFL Playoff Picks for this weekend. All right, voice guy, who do we got for the first game here? Bengals versus Bills. All right, again, I give my pick, and producer Josh gives his prop. Cincinnati at Buffalo. Buffalo is favored by five and a half. I'm sticking with the dogs. Who let the dogs out? Which, by the way, maybe that wasn't a song. Like, why do we always wonder if that's a rhetorical question? What if the singer actually wanted to know? What if there's a bunch of Dobermans that are just just parading around the street? We'll answer that question later. I'm going to take the Bengals. Both these teams are hot right now, but the Bengals have won nine in a row. Also, Joe Burrow, 15 and seven against the spread as an underdog in his career. Burrow, 13 and two against the spread when he's an underdog by more than three points. Josh Allen. Leads the NFL in turnovers with 22. They could have lost to Miami with Skylar Thompson. And listen, the Bills are a great team. A great team. I expect them to win this contest. But the Bengals, they got a lot of experience beating top seeds. They did it all last year. So I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover the five and a half. Ooh, okay. Three that, dogs. That, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm not yeah. feeling the Chihuahua. I'm not feeling the Poodle type day. I'm, right. I'm siding with Buffalo in that matchup. Three straight favorites for the Rube over there. Look at that. Look at the public. Uh, okay, you're not one of the. Okay, who, what's your prop bet? <laughs> Gonna go with the favorite side yet again. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Stefan Diggs. I did this last week. Yeah. Anytime touchdown plus 105. Didn't hit against the Dolphins. No. Nope. Gonna roll with him to find the end zone. Possibly, we hope. 19 targets in the last two games was so close so to close. scoring last week. Yeah. Just didn't have possession of the ball. Yeah. Deep deep ball connection for the Bills has been so good this season. Allen Not Diggs against Miami. Game. Josh Allen throwing deep way too much in that, uh, in that wild card game he last weekend. He did throw weekend. deep a lot, but Diggs in the last two games, yeah. 52 as the longest catch, 49 as the longest catch. Mm-hmm. 
in nine of his 16 games, Diggs has hit the over on his receiving yards. What does that mean? What does that mean? I think he's going to get the ball a lot more. All right. Possibly in the end zone. Yep. Digs anytime touchdown against the Bengals. All right. Finally, I'm going to take a favorite. I'm going to take the 49ers at home, three and a half point favorite against Dallas. Yes, Dallas did look really good, but they looked really good against a team that had a worse scoring differential than Atlanta, than Carolina, than New Orleans. A lot of bad quarterbacks. Um, also, this is the fourth straight road game for Dallas. San Fran rested. They had, they had a couple extra days off. San Fran has won 11 games in a row. The game is on grass. Dallas, not a great team uh, on grass. Much better on turf. San Francisco D, league best, 20 interceptions. Looking at Dak Prescott going, gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm taking the 49ers to win and cover just so afterwards we can have, is Brock Purdy more like Tom Brady or like Kurt Warner that's going to anger the old heads like me? Give me the 49ers. Not a bad pick at home at all in Santa Clara. Going to be a yep. massive matchup. This line has been moving a ton. Uh-huh. My pick, four. Cowboys versus Niners. Oh, did I not? Th- I didn't throw to the sounder, did I? You didn't. So, oh, I didn't. Bad me. That is good. bad on me. It's that is bad on me. Good on you. Yeah. CD Lamb. This is a yeah. double do. CD Lamb, all receiving yards, 60 plus on FanDuel. Yep. Plus Debo Samuel, plus 60 receiving yards on FanDuel. Oh. I was totally wrong. I went back and watched the film, and you're right. The Seahawks destroyed the Niners on the catch, on the deep ball. DK Metcalf was great. And Lamb has been getting the ball a ton Mm -hmm. in these last couple of weeks. That connection, we're talking about the Alan Diggs connection. The press gun on Lamb is probably just as good. He gets the ball a lot. So I like the 60-plus there. And then Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. Love that prop. He's been hitting it a ton in his last 12 games. He's been close to hitting it almost every time. 49ers through for 8.9 yards per attempt in the last four weeks of the season. Samuel will be a threat on the throw. On the catch, give me 60-plus for CeeDee Lamb and Debo Samuel. All right. And, by the way, uh, they'll do better than the stupid Christian McCaffrey. He had only like 17 receiving yards last week. Took the over on that one. <laughs> Took the loss on that one. Um, nice job by you. That was game plays, picks, and props. Oh, what another glorious weekend to try to keep your steps to under 250. We're going to stay with football with a guy way smarter than us, Aaron Schatz, editor-in-chief of Football Outsiders. This is the guy who does the DVOA, does uh, the most accurate models, statistical models of every NFL team. Which ones did from last weekend, which ones were his models right on, and which results from last weekend shocked him the most? We'll do that after traffic, and traffic is brought to you by JanPro, proudly serving Canadian businesses for over 25 years. Put your trust in JanPro, the leader in commercial cleaning and disinfection services. Visit janpro.ca today. Aaron Schatz joins us right after traffic. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. I love having our next guest on the show. It is Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders, editor-in-chief. You should go to footballoutsiders.com right now. Check out the work there. And also, Aaron, um, where should, uh, what should, why should people sign up? Why should people get the plus, the good stuff, the premiere, the stuff behind the wall? Well, you've got fantasy projections during the year, as well as the playoffs, if you're a DFS player. 
We've got picks against the spread. We have a special film column called All 32 that runs on Fridays that you need to be an FO Plus subscriber for. And it means you get our preseason book absolutely free in July, which is Football Outsiders Almanac 2023. That is more than enough for doing it because the DVOA is something that we all follow, and it's not 100%, but nothing, nothing is. With your models, was there any results from last weekend that really went against what you guys have measured all year with all the playoff teams? Uh, no, the only uh, real thing that went against uh, what we measured all year was that Cincinnati uh, didn't cover Otherwise, we had last week all completely correct. <laughs> all of our picks were correct. So then let's go. I am, I've done a complete flip-flop because as a sports fan, I don't have to take responsibility for many things. I've been a Giants fan since Otis Anderson won the MVP in Super Bowl twenty-five, And yes, that ages myself. And as you know, because you've come on the show on a regular basis, the whole year I'm like, the Giants are frauds. The Giants are frauds. After that first drive, I'm like, I haven't seen Daniel Jones look this good. Now I'm like, I'm back in on the Giants because I'm a hypocrite and an emotional flip-flop. When you view the Giants, when you view the numbers now, the totality of the season, what do you see in this team? How wrong was I? Yeah, they are kind of frauds. They're not as good as their record. They're coached very well. What's remarkable is their offense. I mean, the fact that their offense is top 10 in our numbers with Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins as the top two receivers (laughs) is a little nuts. Uh, the thing about the Giants, though, is their defense is terrible. Uh, Saquon Barkley has not been as good this year as people think he's been, but more importantly, their defense is terrible. So they're really doing it primarily with the passing game, and they're just going up against a Philadelphia team that's so much more well-rounded. Like, when you look at the Giants' offense against the Philadelphia defense, there's lots of reasons to believe that the Giants' offense can match the Philadelphia defense. But then you look at the other side of the ball and you're like, oh, yeah, Giants are in trouble. How much does the models take into account that I don't know if we any of us fully know what sort of shape Jalen Hurts is in? Hasn't played since early December, and it's not like he looked 100% comfortable in that final game against the Giants. Yeah, we don't, we're not adjusting for his injury. He's off the injury report, so we are not adjusting for his injury. And so I have the Giants covering the seven and a half point spread. Is this more because is this more because I've done thoughtful analysis, or is it because I've suddenly learned to love again? No, I think it's uh, some thoughtful analysis. Uh, the fact is that their offense is pretty good, and Philadelphia. Their biggest advantage in this game is the Giants have the worst run defense in the league by our numbers, as far as efficiency goes, and the Eagles have the best running game. The thing about running the ball a lot is that it does keep scores down and it keeps the difference between the two teams down. So if I had to pick this game against the spread, I actually would pick Giants plus seven and a half. All right, I'm going to take that as Aaron Schatz predicts the Giants win because, again, I'm delusional. Um, Sticking with the 
quarterback, and something I was talking about on Monday was that no team, and it, it's nothing against, and I always feel like I have to say this, it's nothing against uh, Brock Purdy. He's been a hell of a story, but no team makes life easier for a quarterback than the 49ers. And you mentioned about the Giants and about their offense with you know the talent or the lack thereof they have at um, wide receiver. And this is the best offensive line I think I've seen them have since Daniel Jones was a rookie. How good would someone like Jones be if he was in that 49ers offense? I don't know. It's hard to tell because, first of all, you, you have to understand that we don't know how good Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy really is because mm-hmm. we've never seen Brock Purdy in another offense. Right. The other thing is Daniel Jones, um, you know, is getting it schemed up for him too. His receivers aren't good, but Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka are doing a great job as mm-hmm. offensive you know, a cap is the offensive coordinator and table is the, the being the head coach. So I assume that Daniel Jones would be better than Brock Purdy in the San Francisco offense, but I honestly don't think by that much. I think Purdy is probably better than we would have expected as a seventh round rookie. Yeah. And there's also probably a limit for what that offense can do for you. It's not like if Daniel Jones was the quarterback. Debo Samuel would be even more open than he already is. Right. He's just that open no matter who the quarterback is, and I could have passed the ball to him. I'm just, that question was really me just trying to emotionally prepare myself for when they give him a three year, $120 million deal. Um, you said you weren't surprised. Feel good. Yeah. Feel good if they give him a three year, $90 million deal okay. and out after two years. Okay. Hopefully I- they pay him less, but still pay. I don't mind them bringing him back if they don't pay him too much. Yeah, no, I, I'm the sa- I'm the 100 the same way. We'll get off the Giants because you know suddenly we'll we'll be talking about you were writing about the 2000 Baltimore Ravens and did Kerry Collins ever have a chance? But that's too self indulgent for even me. Uh, we're joined by editor in chief from Football Outsiders, Aaron Schatz. You said you weren't surprised. Um, you had to be at least a little bit that Jacksonville overcame 27 point deficit and four interceptions from Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. What's surprising about last week is not the results, but the way we got there. Right. Like, I never would have expected Jacksonville to fall behind by 27 points, and I never would have expected them to make up the deficit of 27 points. But I did expect them to win the game, and I expected them to win a close game. So in that way, it was not a surprise. But no, the Jacksonville comeback was pretty miraculous. That being said... When you're analyzing Jacksonville going forward, you have to consider all the plays that went badly, mm-hmm. and then you have to consider all the plays that went well, and you have to toss them in the soup with all the other Jacksonville games. So I, I don't think Jacksonville is better than we thought because of the second half of that game, and I don't think Jacksonville is worse than we thought because of the first half of that game. In the end, when you put all the plays together, Jacksonville was basically who we thought they were. When you view uh, the game against Kansas City, Kansas City has the highest, they're the highest favorite of all the teams that are left. Uh, eight and a half point favorite. Is that, uh, is that deserved? Yeah, because basically everything Jacksonville can do, Kansas City can do better. Um, <laughs> you know, Jacksonville is mostly driven by the passing game. Well, Kansas City has the best passing game in the league. Like, Jacksonville's running game was not efficient this year, and Kansas City's was nowhere near as good as its passing game, but better than Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense was bad this year. Kansas City's defense was average this year. So basically, like, everything that's, you know, good about Jacksonville is better about Kansas City, and everything that's bad about Jacksonville is better about Kansas City. 
Yeah, no, it, it's fair. I, the one thing I'm fascinated about is, um, you know, just the confidence Trevor Lawrence had after being down 27 nothing. I'm fascinated, uh, and I think a lot of us are, because we just want to see these young quarterbacks get better and better. I'm curious how Trevor Lawrence, what he does this week um, against, against Kansas City. Um, beyond Chris Jones, what sort of defense is he going to be, will he be facing? Uh, Trent McDuffie was good, the rookie cornerback. Uh, he was very good this year, and uh, Bolton and Gay can kind of move around in the yep. middle at linebacker. Um, there is some pass rush there, but no, it's not. It's not a good. It's not a, a great defense, but it has been an improving defense, and it has been an average defense over the course of the entire year, and that makes it better than the Jacksonville defense. Scale of 1 to 10, how worried should Buffalo Bills fans be about Josh Allen and the turnovers? Three. Yeah. The overall performance by Josh Allen is still awesome. Like, yeah, there's more turnovers than you'd like, but look at all the positive plays and how good they are. Mm-hmm. So first of all, if you just think of the variation that he brings. Yeah. Right? When he doesn't turn it over, all you get are those amazing positive plays. You, if that happens, you win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. But, you know, the fact is even when he does turn it over, you get enough positive plays, and that team is so good all around. I mean, defense and special teams, not just the offense, uh, that you, get, you can get past. So I wouldn't be too worried about I mean, Buffalo is still – they were number one in our ratings for the regular season, and in the weighted ratings that give more strength to recent games, they're number two. So we still really like Buffalo. Yeah, no, it's fair. It's it's funny because on one level, um, we're all taught to be afraid of turnovers. On the other end, they've won fourteen to seventeen games, and they haven't lost a game by more than a field goal. Um, with offensive coordinators being in the news, and they're all getting fired, which is fantastic for the head coaches because they at least get a, a year, a little bit of a stay of execution. Um, I, I don't know if you, and if you don't have any thoughts on this, we can move on to Dallas and San Fran. But the one other thing that kind of stood out in that Miami game, uh, Miami Buffalo game, was how often they were throwing the ball deep and how often um, they were, uh, Josh Allen was going deep in the fourth quarter and that his average yards per attempt was 14.6. It just, it, yeah. it, it, it felt like, Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator for Buffalo, that there was a little bit of hubris going on. Are you asking me, would I dial back the deep shots yeah. a little bit in the fourth quarter with a lead? Yes. yes yeah. I would. I would dial them back, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so then we're on the same page. Um, Dallas at San Fran. How much of what we saw from Dallas was this is them at their peak with the amount of talent, and they're an incredibly talented team, and how much of it was they were facing a Tampa Bay team that, quite frankly, wasn't really that good this year? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of a mix of the two. I mean, this was definitely a really good game for Dallas. But overall, I mean, of of the big six teams this year, right, like the six teams that really seem to have a shot at the Super Bowl, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Dallas. Dallas is definitely the lowest of the six and the one that has declined the most in recent weeks. Their pass defense, despite looking so good against Tampa, has only been something like 16th in the league since week 10. So their offense has been a little bit better, but their defense has been a good amount worse in recent weeks. So I I do think you saw the best that Dallas can be, and this is going to be a very different challenge for them to play San Francisco, which by our weighted DVOA rating is the hottest team in the league right now. 
It's it's incredible. It's incredible the numbers they put up, and it speaks to just the the calm of this rookie quarterback, the talent, and the schemes uh, that are going on in San Francisco. Uh, Aaron, as I let you go, which game, um, if it was quote, uh, if the which, which game would shock you the least if the if the underdog won? Cincinnati would shock me the least. Even the interesting thing there is that Buffalo, Buffalo was, was our number one team during the year. Explain, yet, sir. Explain. Show your work. Cincinnati is the best of the road teams. So while Buffalo may be the best of the home teams, Cincinnati is the best of the road teams. And I could definitely see a shootout where Burrow slightly outplays Allen and Cincinnati takes it home. So that would be the least surprising of the upsets this weekend. Check out the work. Go to footballoutsiders.com. Sign up for all the premium stuff. You'll get all the rest of the playoffs, and it'll also help you down the road way earlier than everyone else with next football season, whether it comes to betting or fantasy. It is the editor-in-chief of Football Outsiders. Aaron, we'll chat soon. Thank you, as always, for taking the time. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. That is Aaron Schatz from footballoutsiders.com. And if you are... If you love the history of the NFL, like I do, I'm a geek, a nerd when it comes to that. At some point, I want to have him on in the summer. And like, Josh, if you're around for this, you're going to shake your head. Where it's just, we're going to talk about like mid mid nine like Brett Favre, mid nineties Brett Favre compared to 2011 Aaron Rodgers. Which one was a better quarterback? Ooh. The answer is easy, by the way. It's Brett Favre. But we'll save that for another day. But uh, I love having shots on. Just yeah. the historical stuff um, and just all the data is. And, and when you talk to him about it, he's a way of sort of making it so it's not just about numbers, it's no. about stories. But that is interesting that the Bills, I mean, th- that's why that game, is that the best game? Is Bills, is Bills Cincinnati just in terms of just the matchup? Well, I, I think for, we were talking about this yesterday, I think for star power, and intrigue, I would go with Bill's Bengals just because of the storyline going into it as well. Like, what does Allen have on his plate? Mm-hmm. How will Burrow respond? Yeah. Jamar Chase came out and said he's one of the best receivers in the league, and he, he is. thoroughly said it yeah. that he believes he's the best. Yeah. So now it's time for him to come and prove. Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, that receiving core is... Isaiah McKenzie was at practice yesterday as well. Adding him back yep. to the mix will be huge. Mm-hmm. So it's hard not to deny that this will be full of fireworks, right? Yep. And in Buffalo, there's going to be a lot of tables broken. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> yep. Um, and then there was a lot of stir-up if the Chiefs win and the Bills win. They're going to ATL for the neutral site game. So it is Atlanta. That's that's decided. It's going to be Atlanta. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Okay, nice. But they need to get through it first because the Bengals will give the Bills a challenge. Oh, yeah. Thoroughly so. Their defensive game is pretty tough. And how will Bulls stop the run game? Because Joe Mixon has been solid throughout the year, and he says it's kind of embarrassing that the Chiefs and Bills... AFC championship talks have already been in the mix. That like, oh, yeah. why are they giving out tickets? He said that's embarrassing because it's kind of disrespectful to us, right? So it's by the way, that's classic athlete. Just time to you know, time to gin up some anger. Um, coming up on the other side, we got sound of the day. And uh, hard to pick. What's that? <laughs> it's kind of hard to pick, isn't it? Oh, I think I think we might I, I think we might do too. I think there could be a little Pizza Hut and uh, something else that also went nuts. We'll do that uh, right after traffic. This is gameplay. 
on TSN 1050. Double or nothing. Done. Witness. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Spring, your voice is soft like summer rain, and I cannot compete with you, Jolene. Happy 76th, is it 76th birthday today for Dolly Parton, one of the greatest entertainers, incredible voice, 77, excuse me, all the charity work, all the money she donated for vaccines, happy birthday to Dolly Parton, who's also great in 9 to 5, and I would bet Every bottle of wine I have that my producer does not know the movie 9 to 5 with Dabney Coleman as well. Gameplay on TSN 1050 has this always is always brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. And a reminder, you've got the Raptors taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, on TSN 1050 tonight. And before that, of course, you're going to get Overdrive with Brian Hayes, Jeff O'Neill, and Jamie McLennan. But we do this at the end of each and every show. It is time now for Sound of the Day. Sound of the Day! Sound of the Day! Here comes the Sound of the Day! And for Sound of the Day, we got two clips. First, give me the Eagles head coach talking about his favorite pizza. Oh uh, yeah, Scott uh, Kanicki, guys. I want. I was like kind of craving a Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza, which is I haven't had that in a while. That's, that's not something I get to get at home. Um, so we had that. Um, it was in the offensive staff room. Um, uh, yeah, I won't get into that. Howard. Um, competitive advantage. <laughs> yeah, competitive advantage. And before we get to the next clip, give me a little islands in the stream there. If we, if if we have that, we can uh, we can. It's a great tune. Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers, two legends, cutting it up in Islands in the Stream. And as we debated earlier in the show, I totally get, I totally get the Eagles head coach. Because when you are craving Pizza Hut, that means you're craving a certain type of pizza. You're not craving the thin crust. You're not craving, like, between Domino's and Pizza Nova, there might not be as much of a difference. But when you want Pizza Hut, you want something big. You want something heavy. You want a, you want a crust that just don't quit. You want the hut. You're signed with a Pizza Hut. Working 9 to 5 with Dolly Parton, then you're going to grab some Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. And, oh, no, oh, you got rid of the music. That made me sad. Ah, it's back again. By the way, uh, Jamie McLennan is not on the show today. It is Kara Wagland from SportsCenter. Also does a great job anchoring our NFL coverage on TSN. By the way, Kara's going to be on the show on Monday. Did you know this, Josh? Do you know why Kara's going to be on the show on Monday? No. Because she heard us debating and fighting about crepes. You're kidding me. She loves crepes over waffles. I think she's a fool. So we will rank oh, the final. I'm with Kara. Oh, we will rank the final four teams on Monday left in the NFL, and we will rank crepes, waffles, pancakes, and an French toast. It is. It is. And one other clip. It was four in the morning in Australia, and everyone's a little punchy. Everyone is uh, a little tired. And uh, just listen to Andy Murray talking to the reporter about. His win. Anya, I have a big heart. 
Well, Andy, if I may say, you have big everything, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure my wife would agree. Um, That's not what I meant. Um, Good on Andy Burry. He saw the joke. He took the joke. Here's my question. We got like about a minute left on the show here. Yeah. At what point do you think the reporter realized, oh, I'm inferring about the size of Andy Murray's penis, which is the technical term I'm allowed to use on air. The, it was going off the rails a little bit. Andy Murray saw it and ran with it. But when you think, because I don't think the reporter meant it when he Not said it. I think it was, it was four in the morning. He was tired. Enough. He's just gushing about Andy Murray and the competitiveness and the skill and the talent to win like this like marathon match. Do you think like like two seconds after he said it, he realized, "Oh God, I've opened myself up for this." Oh, it sounds like the uh, the Clinton on the in the eyes. Oh yes. Like, oh, 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 I went off. These, this this is bad. The Steve Ezerman or Eurizman oh. or the hell he said. Now before we go, Jets, Maple Leafs, Raptors, Timberwolves. Yes, I like Maple Leafs money line, and I'm gonna go with our boys in Toronto with the Raptors money line over a depleted Timberwolves roster. I uh, I agree on the Raptors one on the Leafs game. I'm going to stay away, but I actually might look at the over. And I know Connor Hellebuck is in net, but I think I might take the over for Leafs Jets. Give me the Raptors on the money line. That'll do it for us. Great job by Adam. Great job by you, Josh. Overdrive coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow on Gameplay. Have a good night, everybody. Time now for traffic.